Good morning, wonderful people. This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it will be October 20th. This is a little mini series I'm doing for you guys where I'm dropping episodes Monday through Friday. I don't know how long I'm going to do the Monday through Friday for, but I've had some things that have come across my mind that I really just got to share with you guys. And so today I'm going to be talking to you guys about God calls it like he sees it. And I'm going to break all that down for you guys as far as what I mean by that. But let's go ahead and pray really quick and then we'll get into this conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you call things as if they already were. You know, you establish us on the basis of what you see and what your ultimate goal is with us, Lord. And I just thank you for that. I pray that we would learn to see ourselves the way that you do, that we are your children and that we are saints. We are heirs of the kingdom and we are ambassadors and all these things, Lord, that we read that are our mind to really align with that and we would gear ourselves our attitudes actions and behaviors in a way that demonstrates the truth of what you've already said about us lord so i just pray that you will guide direct this conversation help us lord to grow into maturity help us lord to see that we are already what you have said and that we would have greater revelation of that in our lives and our lives would be powerful and effective of advancing your kingdom on this earth. So we love you, Lord. I thank you for this day. Bless this conversation. Just pray all these things in your holy name. Amen. So you guys, my goal is to communicate this to you in 10 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to do my best, you guys. I got to make this podcast short and sweet. So God calls us who we are becoming. Now, let me give you a little context of how this conversation came about. So me and my husband were talking over the weekend. And one thing that we have experienced going into churches these days is that when the leaders are addressing people um, or talking to the group, um, there's always this, um, you know, there's always this, you got to be saved, you got to be saved, altar calls and all this kind of stuff. And I, I thought to myself, aren't there people here that are saved already that have accepted Christ as Savior? Like, do we really got to keep telling them to do altar calls and confessing their sins? Not that we don't have things we need to confess, but what I'm saying is, you know, what is the pathway for a person who's been in Christ to help them kind of grow and develop as a person? You know, think about raising kids, right? When we raise our children, we're not constantly referring to them as children. At some point, they're going to become adults, and that's how we should focus our parenting is the future goal, right? For them to be fully functioning adults, you know, to have their character and their senses developed, to be able to make decisions, to be able to think for themselves, to, um, you know, be able to uh, really express their full autonomy as people. And, you know, so when we're talking to people in the church, how do we take what we should be doing as parents in terms of focusing our parenting around who these children are becoming, adults, how do we do this in the church? Well, I think number one, we have to establish what is maturity in the church. And if you guys go over to Hebrews 5.14, um, you know, we have an answer to this question and it says, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So a big part of maturity in the church, the ultimate goal is discerning good and evil, right? And so the leaders in the church, their role is to help people become an individual, excuse me, you guys, that can discern good and evil using their senses, right? 
um, using their experiences. What are your senses? Let's not overcomplicate this, you guys. You can hear, you can see, you can smell, you can taste, you can touch. You kind of got an intuition, right? When you're talking to somebody and they say something, and you're like, something's kind of off here, right? Those are all part of your senses. You gotta be able to use your senses because God gave you senses in this world to train your senses to discern good and evil. What does evil look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? <laughs> what I mean by that is, right, you're ever eating food that went bad. You get what I mean? Uh, being able to pay attention when someone's talking to you and you sense something is off. Do you have the um, sort of inner resilience and resolve and strength to confront things when they need to be confronted? Ask questions, right? Uh, those are important skills that we have to have in order to do well in this life. We are dealing with good and evil. That is the consequence we have as, as mankind. And so how do we use our senses to do that, to discern good and evil? So now the people in the church are supposed to bring people up to that type of maturity, right? Uh, that we would all come to that same level of thinking, right? That I, I'm trying, I was trying to find the scripture this morning, you guys. Um, I was thinking about it. I didn't really dig for it, honestly. I think it might be Ephesians. Let me see if I can look it up really quick you guys while I'm on here um, since it got brought to mind you might as well see what it says right I believe it's four um, hold on you guys okay so and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God right so the goal ultimately is for us to have unity in terms of the knowledge of the son of god because everybody is in different levels right you know we know that god says things but not everybody has come to the revelation of understanding the way that things that not everyone has come to the revelation and the realization of the truth of what god says we have to go through our own process so i'm asking what does the church have for the people to help them get to that place unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god right because everyone's at different stages and again um how do we do that so how do the leaders define maturity right this has to, this this has got to be something we got to ask ourselves and you should ask in your church okay because i hope you're not just going to church to just sit there and you know you went but i hope the church is doing something for you i hope it's helping you grow and mature as a person and in you realizing you know the plans that god has for you grow you guys remember what faith is faith is the expectation so how are you growing in your expectation of god and how is the knowledge your knowledge of god growing to the the truth and the reality and that sort of steadfastness and knowing and being of who he is or what he says within you where you know you say it with actual conviction right is the church doing that for you that's really important that's the job of the church and so how have they arrived or how do they know when people have developed their senses has the church been able to discern developmental stages that people go through just like you do with your own kids right physically crawling walking you know you know you can see them develop um, even intellectually with kids, if something is too easy for them, right? You know it's time to give them something different, right? So they can grow their other senses. So it's like, in the same way, has the church 
developed certain spiritual milestones that people have to go through. And I think the reason that we struggle with this sometimes is because when we were growing up um, as children, our parents didn't facilitate this type of environment for us. What I mean is, usually when people approach teen years, there's this paradigm they already have that it's, the parents have that this is gonna be hard and it's gonna be stressful. So none of us learned the skills that we needed to, to know when we became teenagers. There is a reason why all of us kind of go through similar things where you hit a certain age, I wanna say 12 or 13, where you realize that you know, you're different than your parents, that you may, your parents aren't perfect, not that you're in judgment of your parents, but you just realize that you know, there are some differences here and you have your own thoughts and your own perspectives. And if you're not in an environment where your identity is able to grow and be established, your sense of, you know, I have thoughts that are valid. I have ways of thinking that can uh, be constructive to the rest of the world, right? Validating you as a person to where you have value and you have worth. You can think, you can ask questions. If you're not able to develop yourself in that way, it's easy to see why we can't really see this happening in the church because we have a bunch of adults, you guys, and I'm just gonna say out there, who are allowing things to happen that shouldn't be happening because they don't have the skills to confront and ask questions and sort of, you know, be independent in the, from the situation in that way, be objective. But anyway, I just wanted to remind us that God calls us and sees us for who we already are children of God and saints and now we're supposed to go through this progression of maturity in our lives you know learning to discern good and evil using our senses coming into the the knowledge and the unity of what God's already said right being able to have these conclusions on your own because of you been able because of you being able to exercise your senses so what does the church have that is helping people do this and one last thing I will say about this is what environment does the church need to facilitate growth? So that's one question, but this is even more important. What needs to be eliminated from the environment of the church that may be stealing, killing, and destroying growth? Because you can try to add to something all you want, but if you haven't addressed the things that are going to kill the thing you're trying to grow, the dynamics, then you're not going to get any growth. So the church has to sit down and ask themselves, do we have an environment that is helping all of us grow into maturity? How Number one, how do we talk to each other, right? Are we going to constantly think about this? I was talking to my husband about this. I got a 19-year-old son. Do you think it would be well for me to continually to identify him as a child? and treat him as a child, right? What about him becoming a man and putting off childish things? What if I need to look at my son differently, right? Of course, he is a young man. And so when you, when you learn to see somebody for who they're becoming and, who, and, and kind of the end goal, it's gonna change how you talk to them and it's also gonna change the thing, the, what would you say? How you talk to them as well as how you interact with them uh, maybe the the conversations you have maybe the experiences that you would uh you know invite that person into do you get what i mean children and adults don't do the same things 
it's two different um, arenas there. So do we as adults understand what our kids need to become full functioning adults? And does the church understand what the people need to be fully functional as adults in Christ? So that's my thoughts for today, you guys. I hope this was helpful. This is something I've really been on my heart for a long time. And I think it's something that we need to start addressing so the people, so the church can be powerful. The church isn't going to be powerful if we don't understand these types of dynamics. What's stealing, killing, and destroying? What does the church need? What are some of the characteristics, you know, that um, we need to have as leaders when addressing people and, and doing these kinds of things? So anyway, you guys. I want to know what you think about this. When I post it on social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, be sure to drop your thoughts in the comments. If you did listen to this episode, let me know what you guys are thinking. This is an open-ended conversation. I don't have all the answers. I'm just putting my thoughts out there, trying to get them out in the world so we can start getting other people's minds turning and you know we can start you know implementing these things in our churches. And there are churches out there that are already doing this. So this is, this is going to be even more important for the churches that are not growing to connect with other churches that are growing and saying, what are you doing, right? It's like when you're raising up your kids and you guys, I went through this, being around people that had children that were like well-behaved, you know, when they were younger, especially. And they, she, they, she just had a real sense of peace and control. It, you know, like um, she did, you know, how, you know how sometimes you go into a grocery store and you see a mama sitting there and she's super overwhelmed because she's got this little screaming child you know, um, when you're around people who have what you want, you should, we ask the question, what are you doing? I mean, that's what I do. I'm not and I know everybody's different, but it's like, wow, you know, what are you doing to get those kind of results? And I think it's time for churches. I think it's time for the churches who aren't getting results to start asking the churches or the people because church is people, right? What are you doing to make that happen? That's going to be really important. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. Drop your ideas in the comments today. I'd love to hear from you. Have an awesome rest of the day, and I will talk to you next time.